We have a lot of things to discuss today. Top of that, which is not really important, but keeps finding its way into our conversation, our layoffs. Then we're going to talk about um, what MTN is doing with its finance subsidiaries. We'll talk about Google and, and its eventual rollout of BARD. We'll also talk about what's happening with Meta in Kenya. Yes, I think we should talk about, um, first of all, we should talk about Amazon and and the shock, not really shock that it threw at, it's no at longer the labor market um, earlier in the week. It announced that it will be laying off another 9,000 employees from the remaining ones. He, um, earlier in the, well, I think last year, November, yeah, mm-hmm. um, it laid off 17,000. 18,000, sorry about that, 18,000. And that makes up like 27,000 employees back into the trenches. And of course, the blame is, is on uncertain economic situation or circumstances. Um, That's crazy. Units that will be affected by this layoff include, I think, AWS will be affected. Switch will be affected and some other units also be affected by the layoff and it, it doesn't seem like there's a stop to it because between 2020 and let's say the the end of 2019 and 2021 amazon employed over 900,000 people 900,000 yes its workforce moved from um, that's, that's enough numbers to win an election. <laughs> to win an election. The in number Nigeria. moved from about 800 and something thousand to mm-hmm. 1.7 by the end of 2021. So we should expect more layoffs because earlier in, I think in 2021, April, mm-hmm. it let go over 20,000 people. By that time, a, like a total of 20,000, 20,000 20, people had been laid off. So we should expect more from um, from Amazon because at least Facebook has gone back to status quo before Facebook uh, before um, COVID. Mm. So we're expecting that from Amazon too because they really hired a lot of people to keep um, their what's it called fulfillment centers running, um, s- keeping stock, transportation. But inflation rates, um, mm. labor costs, all those things they are not helping. So hopefully Amazon get back to. They're still e-commerce giants, but I hope they are able to do what they have to do to get back to the position they are supposed to be. And also in the light of layoffs, OnPipe, um, and um, a Nigerian embedded finance startup also laid off, although they have a small team. Um, the number of layoffs also made up like 20% of the staff and also its economic situation. Um, but he said it has nothing to do with SVB shutdown, which, okay. which we mentioned last week, yeah. I believe. And one pipe is, is one of the start, Nigerian startups that confirmed that they had funds in SVB, but they said they've been able to assess it. I don't know what that means. Maybe they've been able to withdraw it or they just have access to it. Anyways, they said it has nothing to do with that, but they are laying off and hopefully they are planning to focus on the only important things that they are doing, not just trying to do a lot of things at the same time. So I'm wishing one pipe the best. 
But in the midst of all that, we had that one pipe was so raised. But their race is confusing. So, because <laughs> you didn't tell us about the race. I mean, it's not really confusing. It's if I say it's confusing, you're confusing. Sorry, sorry ma. Okay. Anyway. Um, explain to people like you, I find it confusing. <laughs> so, one pipe got a $4.8 million um, credit line from TLG Capital. So, basically, it's, it's, it's like a loan that they can repay. Okay. So, that's why I said it's not confusing. It's just... Um, just a, yeah, terminology. It's just a, a loan that they, they can repay. So, yeah, um, they will be using it to focus on inventory finance. So, I most of us would know op- one pipe for open banking. It's they are probably one of the few, not probably, they're one of the few open banking startups in Nigeria. And it appears they've been produ- providing other services. And they are going to be doubling down on inventory finance for small businesses. So mm-hmm. makes sense because inventory finance is like is a big deal. Um, we've seen a lot of B two B commerce startups that have they've been offering something similar, basically buy now pay later. But now they are financing, and um, I think Remedial Health does that. I've seen a few health tech companies who are doing that for the for pharmacy lines. yeah for pharmacies. So. Yeah, it makes sense that they are doubling down on it because maybe the open banking isn't... I mean, yes, the CBN released guidelines if, a few weeks ago, but it will take a while before yes, those sure. the actual operations come into play. It would also be a long time before you can seriously make money from it. So uh, with the uncertain economic conditions, it just makes sense that you double down on what is already working and just stay alive to... So it appears the said uncertain economic situation is mm-hmm. like taking has taken a toll on the funding market, on the African funding market. Or is it a global thing? So I've not looked at the numbers globally, but since February, I think the second week of February, I've noticed that there's been serious slowdown in funding. So February had seven hundred sorry, six hundred and seventy something million and more than 400 of it went to just one company. So it just shows you that, okay, um, there's, there was funding in February, mm-hmm. but it went to, I mean, more than 50% of it went to just one company. So it shows you that there's something wrong somewhere. And I thought it would just be maybe the last few weeks of February, but today is the 23rd and it has continued. So if you go to the usual suspects, you may see one funding news, and then like seven stories, one funding news, another eight stories. Mm-hmm. So it's been irregular, and um, it's it's unclear whether whether what we are seeing is a result of the whole SVB issues. I I I I doubt it highly, but this could also be Africa finally getting a taste of the venture capital slowdown. So last year we made a lot of noise about how Africa was relatively unaffected. Yes, but I was looking at the chart, a global chart, looking at Europe. It's reduced in Europe, yeah. reduced in North America, mm. reduced in Asia. It's only Africa that didn't get reduced uh, yeah. when it comes to venture capital. I mean, capital that chart funds. shows that, but in reality, we actually suffered as well. So, um, 2021 was $4 billion, I believe, and everybody was saying $7 billion was where we were going to. Mm-hmm. But even the most optimistic projections or most optimistic numbers, and I'm talking about Patek, had about six point something billion. So we didn't even hit the seven mm-hmm. like a lot of people 
we are projecting. But if you are now being a little bit more conservative, if you take the four billion that the majority of people reported in 2021, African startups just did about five billion or so, between 4.5, 4.6, five billion, depending on who you're asking. So that just means we barely had a, I don't know the exact numbers, but the growth wasn't much. I mean, going from four billion to five billion is really not a lot. And in the context of global venture capital, we are still raising significantly less, less than I think 2% mm-hmm. of what every other person is raising. So we've been suffering since last year, but it looks like okay. we're now seeing it yes, this year. And this is really telling on companies that are heavily dependent on mm-hmm. venture Fund, capital, yeah. on funds, companies yeah. that are not yet making profits, mm-hmm. or that are paying the salaries of their employees <laughs> with venture capital so which means like you, you know if you remember months back when we were talking about kune is it kune that mm, cloud kitchen cloud kitchen and the next thing when when, when we heard that see, when he couldn't raise fund overnight the next mm. morning just declared that the company has shut down it sounds so surprising but these days like the normal thing because if you can't mm. some companies don't know when where they will get next the next recurring expenses from and it's it's just uh, terrible. I think this, thing, this things are about to get even will probably get worse because looking at Most the likely. economic outlook, like some of the projections we've seen um made by, you know, the IMF and and you know, organizations like that, things are bound to get worse because things are ready because they projected that okay, um um people's earnings will slow down by a certain percentage. And then what is happening is currently worse than their projections, mm. right? And now it's it's looking as if it's the you know companies in the West that are having it harder right now. But in the real sense, it's going to come back to Africa and it's going to be worse. You know, for emerging markets at the oh. end of the day. So I just I know you have to spell doom, but I mean, so it's not really all, just have to it's not all doom and gloom. It. Yeah. Okay. So it's is a good thing and a bad thing. So when I speak to a lot of founders or investors, it usually say like to separate the boys from the men, and I agree because Eventually, now yeah. if you if your business model was entirely dependent on venture capital to survive, then you have to be rethinking. Um, we've been talking about exits for venture capitalists. What does that look like for them? So now they're going to be thinking about it. Um, um, should I be looking at engineering a sale of one of my startups? Mm. Um, so they are going to be, we would see a lot more m and um, I mean, we already saw Fair Money do one last week, uh, if I'm correct, I think last week. So we're going to see a lot more. Funny thing is that I'm not seeing a lot of it in this part of the world. It's usually the middle. So um, companies are probably going to be smarter in the way they allocate capital, either for um, what you call it, either for marketing or for just creating new products that they just want to flex with. But something that is very interesting is how it, how it would possibly impact salaries. I yeah, well, just to mention, <laughs> that, in the midst that. of all this, um, the crypto market is doing well. And so please, please, let's move on give, to the next thing. Let's talk about <laughs> <laughs> what are you, which agenda are you trying to? No, no I'm just saying, like, you say you give glory to the crypto, ma- crypto market is, is doing well. Don't worry. Okay, let, let's move on to something less 
sad because this is sad. Okay. You cannot. <laughs> you can stay away from that. It is. It is. It is yeah, because companies will start go, going lean, and with the fact that She's more really bad more autom- um, AI solutions are coming up that you can even use to replace. You put that you are paying salary. Nah, so um you say nah, like okay, mm. tell us about it. Google has eventually rolled out BART. Yes, yes. So um this is not the first time we are hearing about BART, right? So Google has finally rolled it out to the public. Not everyone, but now the public can now have access to Google's um Google's response to open AI's chat GPT. Yeah. So the first time when BART came out, right? Um, they told us about it that it's going to be, you know, going to be just like it's going to be chat GPT's competitor basically. And then it wasn't it wasn't available for people to use, but then there was the promotional video that made an error and cost Google 100 billion dollars, right? But now they are making it available to people. Uh, if it's not going to be like an addition to Google search. They made that very clear. Like it's not going to be because it's still limited, right? Um, it's still limited in terms of results, in terms of clarity, in terms of it actually giving you um, the truth or giving you accurate information. So they're saying, no, it's not replacing Google search. It's just something to help you maybe nudge you in the right direction to know what to search for. And yeah, so it's not available in Nigeria. I don't think it's available in any African country yet. But when I checked um, bad.google.com, they said I don't, I can't get access to it yet. So even though it's now rolled out to the public, I still think it's still um, yes, yes, it's still is at a specific group of people that can still actually use it. Um, and according to the FAQ, I think. Um, ChatGPT is still actually quite better than it because it still only understands um, English and not just English, only US English. Like, according to them, it can't code, but um, Tim Gozin was telling me this morning that some people actually used it to write a few lines of code, but according to Google's FAQ, they're saying, oh, if you want to code with um, BART, it's That's not, yes. it's still learning to code. It really does not know how to code that well. You know, they made a lot of disclaimer. They were like trying to, you know, <laughs> <laughs> trying to say it's can't do, the, we are not saying it can't do this. It can't like, they're just trying to like be very safe telling you, oh, it will make mistakes at times. Um, we are still, still learning. And they also made us know that, you know, Google is big on advertising. Advertising is one of their biggest, you know, revenue generators. So they made it also clear that we are not using any of this information, selling any of this information to advertisers and things like that. So that's basically, uh, it's about bad. But um, the AI, the AI, you know, battle for AI supremacy, the battle still continues. I think mm-hmm. Adobe also recently re- uh, released Firefly, their own AI, you know, how they also want to fight the AI war, right? So everybody is, you know, gearing up. We saw Facebook um, a few weeks ago also release something uh, to help uh, researchers, people who are researching about AI to give them access to it. So uh, AI is... We are still on the standard um, AI can't... AI is not coming from my job. No, AI is not coming <laughs> from your job. But, but what I've seen recently <laughs> is that because I saw a Japanese company that said if you you're hiring for a role right and to get that role you have to know how to use ai ai chatbots 
right? So I think that is what will happen because if you think about it, you've used ChatGPT before, you see how it helps you do your work, right? Mm -hmm. It's not going to replace you, but you using it, it will help you work more efficiently, work faster, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's what's going to be happening. That, that makes sense, that makes sense. And even some companies are hiring for prompt generator. Like yeah. If you yeah, can yeah, generate so prompts ADS. for AI, like your job is basically write prompts for chat GPT to come up with your results. And that's, that, that's it, that's a skill. Yeah. Because same way, some people don't even know how to optimize Google. Exactly. As of this so There are some people that are skilled at using Google. Exactly. So yeah, I think I think that makes sense. That makes sense. So um, let's move away from AI. <laughs> <laughs> let's move to MTN Nigeria. What's happening with them and their financial subsidiaries? Okay, it's not what's happening. It's what they plan on doing. Okay. So they are having um, the annual general meeting next year. Sorry, next month, April 18th. And they, they would be voting on whether they, they should merge to the two financial services that they run, um, Momo and then Yellow Digital Financial Services. This is really, I guess, interesting for me or very confusing. Um, I checked Momo's website. On the about us page, it says Momo is a subsidiary of Yellow Digital Financial Services. So how are you imagining a subsidiary and its parent company? Yeah. You get it's, it's, it's like lose it up. Or maybe they want to make them one. Okay. Yeah, like it swallows it up and maybe like, they will not share so names. Just of one name instead of doing different yeah. things. Yeah. Ah, I see. But, anyway, that's okay. it. So um, they had initially like informed us that they planned on doing this uh they are when they released their 2022 financial results so, the, so uh, i'm curious what is the implication of this um the implication so um this is mtn's plan to like double down on financial services so you know they've rebranded as a technology company mm -hmm. and they are they're basically turning out um, churning out services in that and one of the things they said in that financial report was that they are um they are going to be doubling down on financial services in nigeria and um let me read the line for you so they said the scaling of momo psb in nigeria remains a key priority of our overall fintech strategy our focus in the year ahead is to accelerate wallet creation and expand services offered to include bank tech and payments so i was on the mtn website and i saw that they have they are providing APIs. Um, they are providing, they want to, they're basically playing in the financial services space. And um, you're asking about implications. I, I think this is probably MTN, um, of, of course they are alluded to it, but this is also them uh, um, using their reach in the country mm -hmm. to offer financial services. So they have more than 60 million subscribers and they mentioned that um, they are going to be scaling 4G and 5G capabilities. So if they do that, um, the the idea is that they they improve broadband coverage, and um, with that they can help to play in the financial service. Sorry, help to advance the financial inclusion um, so, agenda. So my issue with MTN at the moment is that for it's 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 almost two months now that Nigerians have been experiencing yeah mm. cash crunch. Yeah, and I was praying and expecting that MTN will use this period or other mobile money services will use this period to expand their reach. And mm. by now, I can't really see yeah, the, that's it. 
that's the thing. infect with Momo. I expected it with no, Momo. No, you can't, you not can't to that. I'm not expecting it on that scale. Yeah. I'm saying that at least for now we should have like a tangible like what we saw with payday yes exactly no no yeah. necessarily so these are two different mtn is not a startup they are a technology company but they're not a startup but they have a market yes they have a market um momo services are useless to me i have a bank account you have a bank account if i do most of my financial transactions within the form, so-called formal financial services sector. So it's useless to me. In um, the informal I was, sector. I was telling you this thing last week, um, what you just said. So I noticed that I think about three or four weeks ago, I started seeing Momo ads on almost every website I visited. So it was just in my face. And I was asking him, you guys are advertising to me, right? Why are you advertising to me? You're doing a lot of online marketing. Hmm. And um, I don't think, in short, not even I don't think, the numbers tell us that the financially excluded people are no not offline. online. Mm-hmm. So you can't be marketing to me. Yeah. So the the problem is now that these people, um, MTN has 60 million people, which is more people than have, that, that more than the number of people who have BVNs in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. If they have 60 million people, does that say that the majority of their customers have bank accounts? So are they not so, like? Should Mobile they not money be? Money is supposed to include the financially excluded. It yes. does. You don't. You don't have to. Do you really have to have a, a bank no, account? No, you you don't. But you the don't. thing that is, is, if that they is are, the market they were supposed to tap into, so that we mm-hmm. that are in the former sector can be able to transact without cash with those people so because yes, they the, them. They say they don't have bank they account. They don't have a bank account. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the problem now is um, you may not see that. So I am like waiting to maybe half yeah so they would usually release their results um towards the maybe first quarter or maybe when the year goes half that's when we can see if they actually onboarded more people so the number of wallets on momo grew last year but we 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 will not see how like we can't see in real time it's not like nibs where depending on who you are you may be able to see the um, payment numbers grow Um, but I think maybe we should wait until the halfway so period. Before I'm it's possible that they actually got money. I'm tired of this cash crunch. And I'm I tired mean, of where we are living, we didn't see people who are using mm. all of that. You think Inera got 63% increase? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I hope you, I hope you know that it could, be nonsense. it could be nonsense 63%. If they were doing 100k people and then they went from 100k to 150k, <laughs> is that not all no, 163k? They actually gave, um, no, I think it was... Uh, do we have up to you have up to two million people using Inaira? I I I don't no know way. for a fact, but they said transactions increased by sixty three percent, and they gave that around, I think one point three million dollars. I don't I don't know exactly. One point three million dollars. One point three or one point. That's a transaction value award. Yes. Yes. Anyway, I, I think that that's something you should be watching out for, right? I I've watch seen out. A lot I'm, of I'm, what, I'm actually watching out for mobile money a lot. I'm watching out for Inaira. It works, yeah. works. Then well. it's happening in <laughs> Kenya. <laughs> Meta, what, what's, what's with Meta and Kenya? It's only okay. Meta and Kenya. What's wrong? Yeah. I don't know. It's like Steady. Meta and Kenya people, they, they, have they, beef, they don't right? say eye to eye. Okay, what's Never happening? Say. All right, so um, content moderators in Kenya are suing Meta for unlawful dismissal, right? Um, so they are saying 
they were dismissed unlawfully. They weren't told exactly why they were dismissed. But um, that's, called, that's why it's called dismissed. <laughs> Not laid off. They were sent off. Yeah. So they they said it's most likely because they were trying to form a union, right? And, they, and right. Uh, Facebook. What what Meta actually does is they use contractors to source for these content moderators. So they are not staff? Not yeah, them, kind so. of way. Okay, so see it's this way. So you have you have a security guard, but you got last security guard from a security company. This guard basically stays in your house. He's watching over you. You have more like you he serves you, you more. Direct, yeah, you, have, mm-hmm. you work directly with that security guard down. But with contract the company that, Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but contractually, we'll get there. We'll get there. So the thing is, um, they were trying to form a union, and they were dismissed by that company that contracted them to Meta, Meta. right? So Meta then stopped working with that company and then started working with another company to contract new um moderators mm-hmm. and then meta said those people that were because those people tried to apply to that new company okay. right to get their jobs back and meta said these particular people <laughs> i don't want to see them oh <laughs> i see that, yes and now the 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 reason why that is skeptical is it's because they are trying to form a union right and you can't leave people off trying to um so i say advocate for a better um, working environment right <laughs> because when you think about it i mean this is not the first time meta is having issues with content moderators and there was a case in i think 2020 in the u.s so you see that it's not just kenya it's not as if kenya has beef with them in the u.s they had issues with content monitors because the work these people do is they turn they look through a ton of content that's supposed to go on the platform you see um beheadings um rape you see things like you know really really morbid and macabre things right that normal human beings should not be looking at and facebook said you know we understand these things you have to go through so facebook created they created some rules that okay you have to go through therapy you know, things to help you cope with those things but turns out facebook was not holding up its end of the bargain right and these people start suffering from ptsd and things like that so you understand you now understand why this you know kenyan employees want to create a union you know to, to do a luta. yes <laughs> to get you know a better workplace environment because what they do is actually very important but Facebook said, you know, they are forming. So the issue is, <laughs> Facebook is leading them off. They are saying Facebook is leading them off because they are trying to form a union, which is unlawful, right? And I also read that Kenya can actually, even though Facebook Meta, okay, just know that whenever I say Facebook, I'm saying Meta. So even though Meta is not um, in Kenya, in Kenya right? Kenya. There's actually a law that allows them to be sued rights mm-hmm. to be sued so well i still while i don't mm. agree with whatever it is that meta is doing right mm. but i still feel this has to do with the contracting company yes because mm. okay 
I I stopped my contract with you. Then you laid your contract staff off or, or off, off rather. Then I employed another contractor to bring me people. And I'm trying to say these people that I stopped from working then why do they want to come and join again? It's okay. You know Amazon as big as Amazon is. Mm. Amazon has never allowed its workers to form a union. Mm. Every other day they are always dragging something. <laughs> Right, I do not agree to it, but um, big companies like this that sometimes overwork their workers, that sometimes have toxic uh, work, work, environment. work environment, they will never allow. Yeah, reminds me of when I was working at a paramilitary um, environment. They didn't allow their workers to have a union. Mm. You will not find military people having union. <laughs> exactly <laughs> because exactly you can't. They they won't. So it depends. It I think it's it's it boils down to the people that are looking for the job. They should look mm. for where would be convenient for them. I understand that unemployment rate yeah. is, is iron. Oh, mm. but they should look for where we allow them to voice their give grievances because I don't know. They should go to courts. And do whatever they want to do, but I think there's also a, a way for this is also um, not, not really. A way. This is like in a way it comes down to the government as well. So the private companies typically don't like unions, even in Nigeria here, mm-hmm. they don't like unions for obvious reasons. So how can we protect both the worker and the employee at the same time? It's very difficult to have. The, or to expect the company to always do that because now you're relying on their internal um, processes to do that. So mm-hmm. I, I think we need legislations that look at this very, very closely. We don't necessarily... Yeah, yeah, actually legislations that do that. For instance, uh-huh. now, if, if it's in Nigeria, you don't have the right to deny anybody employment as long as the person is qualified. Mm. <laughs> but is it enforced? People are denied jobs on basis on flimsy basis mm. because they don't want to bring their pay from their previous job and silly things like that mm. but it's the it's in the enforceability and these are some of the things i discuss in the workaholic newsletter that i release every monday and wednesday yeah. and if you've not subscribed and if you if you think Work should be good. Work should be nice to do, not just for you to earn money from it. I think you should subscribe to that newsletter. And there's another newsletter, FinTech Today, that Jim Gozurim and does. It's released every Tuesday and Thursdays, yeah. right? And it also discusses all these things around funding, around... That's um, FinTech in Africa, anything. Um, news, funding... Development, whether Momo is doing what they are supposed to do or not, and all of that. So, and then there's the flagship Tech Point Digest that covers everything about um, everything, all the happenings in the African tech um, space. Please subscribe to all these newsletters and get informed. And this is a good time to also remind you of the Lagos Startup Expo that would be oh, that would be happening. In a month and few days, no, in less than May, May, May twenty. Yeah. Yes, May it's twenty. More it's more than a month. Mm. Two months, approximately. Yeah. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Two months. Yes. Two months. So it is closer than you think, and we we'll have 
hundreds of um, startups from all over Nigeria coming together to showcase whatever it is they are building and yep, also yep. bringing together tech enthusiasts and decision makers who are potential users of those um, products. So if you're a startup um, founder, if you're an entrepreneur, if you have a product that you're building, if you're a traditional or a conventional company, I'm very sorry that you have a tech product that you want to let people in the tech space to see. Um, mm -hmm. You can come and book a stand. You can sponsor the event. Um, we will drop a link that you can reach out to us um, through, and we're open to hear from you. And if you are, we also want you to attend. So we also drop a link for you to register. It's free so that you can attend. So I'm hoping to see you there. Of course, you'll see this face at the Lagos Startup Expo. I think that is all for today. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure you miss Emmanuel. You will see him next week by the grace of Almighty God. <laughs> yes. Um, thanks for joining us once again. Um, Bolu, for our audio listeners, where can they find us? Okay, for our audio listeners, you can always find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Hyatt Radio, and anywhere else you get your podcast. Yes, and if you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe, like, and click the notification bell so that you get notified every time every time we release a new episode. So thank you for joining us once again today. See you. Bye. Bye.